Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. Now, the political fallout from the government's decision to let the eviction ban lapse continues with Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald writing to the Taoiseach today calling on government to reverse the controversial decision. Meanwhile, estate agents are warning they've been inundated with calls from landlords looking to sell and from tenants facing eviction desperately looking for properties. In a moment, we're going to hear from estate agent Claire Connolly. But first, we're joined by freelance medical journalist June Shannon, who's a long-time Dublin renter and who's decided to leave the precarious Dublin and rental sector for Limerick. And you're very welcome, June, to the programme this evening. Um, you were writing about your story in today's Irish Times and in that you outlined how you've been renting in Dublin for 16 years. It's a long time to sort of set up your life and your family and your home and now you've decided to leave. Can you tell us why? Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, the article really seems to have hit a nerve. Um, it's got a great reaction today, the piece in the Irish Times. Um, a lot of reasons. And mainly, I suppose, it's been... It's been in our heads a lot about the fact that we have been renting for so long and we don't own our own property. There's no real security in renting in Ireland and there was no option. I mean, it it seemed more and more going away from us that we couldn't afford to buy a home in Dublin. It just wasn't going to be possible with the way the prices were going. They were only going one way. Um, The lack of any support to buy anywhere um it was was wasn't helping either um so kind of combination we're getting older you know when people talk about the rent generation rent people presume it's kind of you know younger people but actually there's quite a large number of older renters out there who face problems in in retirement who may not be able to afford the rents so combination and then i was very lucky i've been offered a brand new job in you in in limerick which i'm really excited about um, so time has come now to go. My daughter's at an age where it's a good time to move. If we let wait any longer, she'd be too old for it. Mm. So your your daughter is seven, is it? She's seven. She's seven. Okay. Seven, yeah, first class. Yeah. So you say you, you were never able to buy. I assume it's something you looked into. You tried to see, was there any way around uh, getting out of the situation you were in to buy? What, what were the main problems that you encountered? Yeah, so we like a while ago on a whim, I just said I'd see could I could I try and get a mortgage. Um, one of the main reasons was our lack of disposable income because we were paying so much on after school care, childcare, as well as rent. So when you added up our rent, our childcare, our outgoings, um, we we couldn't get a mortgage for you know cost of house in Dublin at all. It wasn't going to happen. Okay. Um, you know, I rang a bank and they said to me, they actually said to me, look, if you didn't have childcare, maybe you could get something. You know, but as I said in the piece, you know, you can't, you know, you're not allowed to tie children up outside the school till, till half five when you're working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have you need to child care. childcare. But I mean, the reality you I'm know. sure for you was that your rent would have been similar to a mortgage, at least at some stage, maybe maybe before mortgage interest rates started going up, w- would it? Yeah, well, our rent, yeah, we're very lucky where we're renting. We've been here for so long and it's a rent controlled area. So we're actually paying way under the going rate. Okay. Uh, where we are. And if, for example, we had to move, there was no way we could afford to rent in this area again. And my daughter's in school here and loves it, loves school, loves the GAA club, loves her friends, like adores it. It's a great place to live. But um, it was the back of our heads that if, God forbid, something happened and, and the land lady is, who has been lovely, um, needs to sell at some stage, then we'd have to move anyway. 
and okay. we couldn't afford to stay in this was, area. And there was nowhere to go and there was no way of buying. Okay, so you look towards Limerick um, and that is where you're planning on, on moving. Are you, it, it, some people say renting in challenges, uh, sorry, renting in Limerick is also a challenge at this stage. Renting anywhere in the country seems to be, um, yeah. is, is quite a challenge. How did you find the hunt for property there? Very hard, really, really hard, very stressful. Um, I knew it was going to be. I knew there's a housing crisis at the moment. So I was like, are we mad? What are we doing? You know, we've got it. We're here for so long. Um, but I looked and looked and looked. In the end, I got it through a friend of a friend. So it wasn't online. Um, and it, there was nothing available. There was a properties available. Apologies. But you'd send an email, look for information. No one would get back to you. Or you would send an email, get information. And the first thing I always ask people, the the estate agents who've been really helpful is like, so we have pets and all of the ads, 99.9% of the ads on online, like daft.ie, say no pets, no pets, no pets. Okay. Um, and there's no way we could move without our two cats and a dog. Um, and I don't know how families are doing it because everyone, or lots of people got dogs in, in the lockdown, you know, in pandemic. Um, but if you can't bring your animals with you, you know, you need a family life as a renter. You know, you're entitled to have a family life just like anybody else. And if you can't bring an animal or a pet, I just think it's really unfair. Yeah, and indeed, it's something that's come up in this programme quite a lot over the last couple of weeks in particular. People finding it really difficult to find somewhere that will uh, take a pet. Uh, we have a text here from one of our listeners saying, many renters will have paid out enough money in their lives to buy a house, but without the security of ever owning so much as a door handle, how are they expected to support themselves in their old age, not to mention having something on hand to hand down to their children? This is yet another tsunami of need coming down the line that the state will not have prepared itself for. What do you think of that, June? Do you, like, I'm I'm sure there are very, very many other people like you in your situation. I think there must be. There, there, there's got to be a lot. I mean, the the reaction I received to the piece in the Irish Times today has been has has really blown me away. Um, and it's it's just it's infuriating. There's loads of us in the situation where because of life situation, life is complex, life is messy. We never bought. Um, so there's also people who you know sadly maybe marriages have broken up. Um, or they're looking for a place to live and they never actually got to buy their own home. And now the prices are just gone. It's it's crazy. You won't find a house to, to buy in Dublin at the cost that we would have to spend. Mm. Also, people trying to save for like this. There's just it doesn't make any sense. So if you're paying your rent, which is and we're lucky ours isn't. But if you're paying extortionate rents right now, which they are crazy you're paying a family is paying rent it's paying childcare it's paying um increased food increased cost of food electricity gas you will not save for a deposit there is nothing left to mm-hmm. save at the end of the month for a deposit yeah. so you know banks need to cop on and take the fact that you can pay your rent or that you can take, take the childcare into account, into account. Yeah. Um, um, so and just- also like the Sorry, just finally Sorry, then, in, ter- in terms of yourself, what's your what's your what's yeah. your end hope here? Is it that Limerick will be more affordable and you will eventually be able to buy a home where you will have some security? Yes, that's it. So, in if you if you look at our, what what we could possibly buy, we couldn't with that budget. We can't buy in Dublin. It's not going to happen. So, but if you look in uh, County Clare, County Limerick, you can buy a house for our budget of about one hundred and fifty grand in County Clare, County Limerick that you that you could live in and do up. 
Okay. So it is possible there. It's not possible in Dublin. Um, so we've, we've just had it with Dublin. Okay. Well, we're very sorry to see you, see you go here in Dublin. And I'm thanks, sure Limerick, Limerick is delighted to get you, June. And thank you very much for oh, joining thanks, us this evening. And the best of luck okay. with, with all of it. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. That's June Shannon explaining her reasons for fleeing the capital. Well, we're joined now by State Agent Claire Connolly. And you're very welcome to the programme, Claire. Um, we heard there from June the, the uncertainty of the rental market. I think that so many people are experiencing. That's led herself and her family to move to Limerick um, but it, I, I know that you're saying that the, the market uncertainty is also leading many landlords to sell and, and I know we've seen that in the figures over the last six years but what sort of response have you seen then to last week's decision by the government to let the eviction ban lapse to try and keep landlords in the market? Yes. Um, <clears throat> well, thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Number one, can I just say the very best of luck to June, and I'm delighted that she was on under the RPZ's paying lower rent, and hopefully she'll get a great opportunity to buy. But um, tenants, yes, every day I'm listening to them desperately, exactly what June was saying there about the rental market. But um, on the uh, eviction ban, from I would say I have lost at least with well, us four of my landlords. We've, dro- we've drawn up two eviction notices there last week. We have another two this week. And um, it's just really landlords, just while I feel so sorry for tenants as well, don't get me wrong, because we're pulled mm. here as, as a company between both tenants and landlords and the staff as well. And it's such an emotional time. It's just so, so difficult to manage. But these particular landlords, I am, I've a, it's the portfolio that I manage. A lot of them live abroad. They have one property, they're all absolutely gorgeous. They're very fair landlords. They've been renting for quite a while. And Paul, I can say his name is in Australia. We had a call there and we were talking through, like he, we always keep our clients up to date with legislation as best we can. So they're all aware of the eviction man coming on stream in October. And of course, they were so, so nervous. You can understand how they would feel as well, Sarah, terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, oh God, what's going to happen if the eviction ban isn't lifted? Am I ever going to get my property back? So... As soon as we knew in the news, as soon as Paul knew in particular that the ban was going to be lifted at the end of March, Clary said, I'm out. I'm sorry. He said, I feel so sorry for the tenants. uh, They've been there, I would say, for the last four years. So the only upside, um, Sarah, is that they will get a longer, if you like, a notice period. You know, they'll get, oh, I think it's somewhere between halfway between the the maximum, which is two to four days. They'll get about 180 days. So thankfully, they have a little bit of time. But, I mean, but Paul was gone. Paul, Paul was, was gone. gone. He, said, okay. he said, Claire, I've done my costs. I've, I've, uh, you're the LPT, you have the tax on the rent at the end of the year. I've got maintenance. I've got to keep up the property. Um, and they, what happens in two years' time if I can't sell the property? What happens if the eviction ban is put in place again? Which, as we know, it more than likely will. We might follow suit like France. You know, and I can understand why the government did want to do that to try and help all the poor tenants from losing their property during the winter, the awful winter months. But it's almost nearly prolonging the you know, the inevitable, you know, of course. Yeah, that, that's sort of what um, Michael McGrath, the finance minister, was saying today. Uh, he said the easier decision would to have been to extend the moratorium, but the concern was the problem would just grow in size and scale over time and it would make it really difficult when it did end and we'd be facing a much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. You, you'd agree with that, would you? That it would have I just got worse? would. Of course it would, most certainly. Um, and actually, I suppose it was very brave, the government, to do that in one sense. And it can't have been easy, as you say, listening to the, the opposition being very vocal. Um, but, I mean, I don't really see what choice they had. Um, 
but I, and I know they are putting measures in place, Sarah, as we know, there are talk, even though that mm. the eviction ban is to be lifted, they are going to try and help landlords. Um, the first refusal policy, I don't really agree with, you know, where tenants have the option to buy. I know from my portfolio, a lot of my tenants, you know, a large percentage of them would not be able to buy. They just wouldn't be able to afford it, even if they were given the option. Plus, landlords love to think that they can get the highest market price on the open market. So there'll be a lot of reluctance there, but I do like the idea of the backstop. I think that could potentially work, but, you know, whereby if a tenant can't afford it, again, I'm just thinking of a lot of my tenants in my properties, my clients' properties, if they were given that option, um, whereas I know they wouldn't be able to buy, but if an AHB, one of the approved housing bodies stepped in, or, you know, the DLR here in, in South Dublin stepped in, the local authority, to buy the property, then they were given the tenancy of whatever duration at a cost rental. That would be very attractive. Yeah. This, and, really and, 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 and yet we hear there are huge problems, um, it appears, Claire, with, with that system working around the country. The numbers of tenants in, tenants in situ, um, homes being sold to landlords or to local authorities, really, really low. We have a text here from one of our listeners. I'm a landlord willing to sell with tenants, but no housing agency willing to engage as the funds aren't available to them yet, says that person. Um, are you encountering those sorts of problems or have you come across those sorts of problems? Um, no, I can't say I have in my area, Sarah, but I can actually see, you know, how how that could be an issue because, oh, I'd say there, we would take, I don't know how many months to get that over the line and they would be reluctant. But I can't say I've had, have, had any experience myself in the area, but okay. I can, as I say, I can see how it could. And can I just bring you back then to the lifting of the eviction ban and you're saying... You know, it's you think it was the right decision because the problem was only going to get bigger. But then, if you have landlords coming to you now once the eviction ban has been lifted, saying they're getting out now anyway because they're afraid it might come back in at some stage in the future, well, then lifting the eviction ban, what isn't keeping landlords in the market? You know, they're getting out because because yeah. the uncertainty has now been introduced. You know. Yes. Yes. No. I know. I know. I can see your point as well. But I suppose maybe an, you know, up, the upside is that the landlords that are leaving will actually maybe increase the supply of properties on the market. Mm. That will help, you know, buyers out there because there's so little stock. I mean, you, you, you listened to June there earlier as well. There's so little stock in the market. There's nothing out there. So we will see a flurry of more properties coming on the market due to the eviction ban being lit. But then, of course, we have the downside then, Sarah, of tenants. Tenancy you know, where evicted. did they go? And is it, there anything else that landlords are saying to you? Because you mentioned their, your example of Paul in Australia. Um, mm. it, it wasn't the, just the eviction ban he was mentioning. He was mentioning tax and he was mentioning reg- regulation and he was mentioning mentioning maintenance. Um, you know, there is talk now of potential significant enough tax breaks for, for landlords coming in, in, in the budget. Do you think that could make a big difference, perhaps? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, and could that have made a difference if it was introduced in the last budget? Because again, reports at the weekend that uh, the, the proposals were there, but that the then Finance Minister, Pascal Donoghue, d- decided not to go ahead with those proposals in the last budget. Yeah, I definitely think it would have. But, you know, you, you've got to think that these are all, they're all human, God bless them, like, you know, Minister uh, for Housing, Daryl O'Brien, and the whole government trying to do their best. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, they're only human. They made the decision not to go ahead and they possibly thought maybe the eviction ban was a better option at the time. But in hindsight, yes, my God, of course, any incentive to help landlords will help because they feel they're supported. Now, the budget is a long way off there in 23, unfortunately. What do we do in the meantime? But I do believe it would have helped. Yes, I do. But they made the decision to go with the eviction ban. So... 
you well, know. Sure, we, we, we shall see how that will all play out over yep. the coming weeks. And thank you very much for joining us with your own insights, Claire. I, I do appreciate your time. That's estate agent Claire Connolly joining us there. And before that, we were speaking to June Shannon. You can keep your text coming 51551.